Hey there, folks. How's it going? Jovan Hutton Pulitzer here. Hey, thank you for joining me this evening. You're uh, tuning in to Cut the Crap. I know that's really weird when you see a name of a program called Cut the Crap, but the bottom line is it is stands for culture, race, and American politics. Those are the things that seem to screw us up in our society today where they're literally tearing our society apart. Now, what's important in this broadcast, many times you see the people out there that are involved in uh, digging this data, uh, making sure that lawmakers understand it, trying to figure out where the fraud is, figuring out where the maladministration and everything else is. Many times you don't have an opportunity to really get to know these people uh, on a personal level, right? To find out why would somebody even jump into this. Now, many of you know uh, Jeff, you know more by Lone Raccoon. Uh, he's people out there love this guy, love his work. You've seen him testify. You've seen him do his work. You've read about it. And so what I want to do tonight is I'm going to have him on the program and I want to give you an opportunity to meet the man behind this that has contributed so much to the United States of America and understanding how can we close this holes? How can we shut this down? How can we keep this maladministration, fraud, theft, all the stuff that's going on from happening? So do me a favor, folks. Uh, share the program right now. Share if you can. Hit that plus sign on Rumble. This is going to be really interesting broadcast. You're going to want to make sure that you subscribe so you know on all the different channels that when I go live, you can do it. You can watch tonight's program on Telegram, on Gitter, on Facebook in multiple places, LinkedIn, Twitch, Twitter, uh, Rumble, right, folks? This is about getting the message out and you being a warrior to fight this and get this information out to fight for America as simple as just one click away. That's all you need to do. So let's get started with tonight's program. We're going to be coming back right after this with uh, Jeff O'Donnell, who is the Lone Raccoon. Cut the crap. How many times a day do you want to say that to politicians, the elite, the loony liberals, the fake news media, and the gender-confused, emotional socialist snowflake crowd? Cut the crap is your secret weapon for fighting for our freedoms and our great republic. It all begins with a massive mental enema, freeing you from the toxic news and politically correct views, which constipate your consciousness with stinking thinking. Your host, Joe Von Hutton Pulitzer. He's known for calling out politicians and telling them to cut the crap. You've seen him on virtually every television network and listened to him on Coast to Coast Radio. And now he's here to help you learn to fight for America. Culture, race, and American politics, they all have one thing in common. They all need to cut the crap. Now, here's your host, Joe Von Hutton Pulitzer. So welcome back to the program, folks. Here's the man himself, Lone Raccoon. I think that what might have been the very first question I ever asked when we talked the very first time. Let's start there. Why Lone Raccoon? Well, first of all, thank you uh, so much for having me on. It, uh, Not a problem. Uh, there's, a, there's a number of reasons. Uh, I've always had run-ins with raccoons my whole life. Uh, 
Uh, I suspect that uh, raccoons might be my spirit animal if such a thing exists. Uh, I also like the fact that uh, raccoons uh, can pretty much exist in any sort of situation. Uh, uh, but get between them and one of their, uh, their other raccoons and you're in for the fight of your life. <laughs> and so um, that just sort of came naturally one day to me. And it's like, yeah, I'll be the lone raccoon. I love that. It sticks. People remembers it. And, and that's important in this fight for people to remember you. So, Jeff, let's go back in time. Um, where'd you grow up? Where are you from? Tell us about you from uh, just kind of your evolutionary process as a kid coming to where you got into your business career before we get into any election stuff. Well, sure. Um, I grew up in uh, the foothills of the Laurel Mountains of uh, Pennsylvania, which is a little bit east of uh, Pittsburgh. And uh, you know, my dad was a World War II vet, a paratrooper, and a, a steel worker all of his life. And uh, so, I mean, that was uh, that was my life. You know, I, I got a degree from uh, University of Pittsburgh and started a career 40 years ago that uh, uh, worked for a lot of different places. Uh, uh, although I, I did work a good long stretch for a number of places, I, I've always enjoyed sort of being that gun for hire kind of as far as the software and database and uh, uh, systems engineering and things like that. Um, I, I tended to take the opportunities where I thought I could learn the most and uh, that worked out fairly well. And so 40 years later, <laughs> uh, we get to here and uh, I'm uh, really, uh, really starting up, you know, trying to start my, my own software uh, development and, uh, and production software. Uh, company and then the election happened <laughs> yeah it will kind uh, of like, change change the course of your life what type of what yeah. type of uh, software and software uh development uh is your specialty you have a particular field that's uh near and dear to your heart well i've, I've kind of always gravitated to those projects that uh the, the term used now is uh, big data uh i'm what's known as a full stack uh developer meaning i, I can pretty much take on any any life any part of the life cycle of a, of a software or database project but uh, I, I tend to look at these gravitate toward these big big data kind of things where you just have a tremendous amount of data and uh, uh, trying to make sense of them trying to uh, uh, you know take a billion data points and get it down to where somebody can go right where they want to go in a couple seconds that's uh, uh, I like doing that that's uh, that's part of it and so before you got into this, just uh, kind of a understanding where you come from. Were you politically active? Were you one party or the other? Did politics matter to you? Where were you before 2020? Yeah, it, it did. Um, I cast my first ever presidential vote for Ronald Reagan. And uh, I consider myself very much part of that uh, Reagan revolution in the Republican Party. I mean, I was out of college that was uh that was who i was uh kind of maintained you know you know I, i'm a conservative first and a republican second but you know you got to go to where your home you, know, you need to go where you're welcomed and so the republican party is uh, uh certainly as we found out lately uh not without its deep flaws but uh, nevertheless uh, i've pretty much been that way through the cold war and you know, right up until today, um, I saw something. I saw something special in uh, in Donald Trump. I want to admit, um, 
I kind of look beyond the the rough exterior that turned a lot of people off. And um, I, I was actually a little bit active in 2012 in attempts to get him to run in 2012, um, and some you know letter writing campaigns or whatever existed at that point. Uh, so you know I have been uh, you know fairly politically active. I mean uh, beyond. Uh, you know, I've been a poll watcher a couple of times way back when and things like that. Um, but uh, really uh, what happened in the election in 2020 really sort of uh, re-energized my, my uh, feelings on all the political things that were going on. And, so uh, how did this happen for you? Um, we have a tremendous amount of common. First person I ever voted for was Ronald Reagan. Um, I was always a conservative and knew it in a very liberal world, television, film, and technology. Um, and then all of a sudden this happens in 2020. When did you realize, what was the moment that you decided I can make a difference and I have to fight this fight? Well, like a lot of other uh, data people who are uh, on the conservative side, I mean, I, I went out after the election and looked at the uh, publicly available information on the election uh, there, you know, and I saw the F curves in Michigan and Wisconsin like anyone else and uh, saw the, 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 the totally, I'll use the term ridiculous turnout rates in a number of places. Uh, but I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm a lone raccoon. No one knew who I was and you know, <laughs> uh, you know, even even if I uh, had found something, you know, I really didn't have any sort of way to get that information out. Uh, so, I mean, I, I've been watching carefully everything that's gone on since then. Um, what really got me going was uh, uh, a call I got uh, in August for a friend who said, "Have you looked at the Mesa County uh, image?" And I I knew what that was. But I said, well, how can I be looking at it? Oh, it's 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 out there. You can find it. You can get it and take a look. And they're like, you know, databases better than anybody I know. And, and you know, this, that, the other thing. You need to take a look at that. And, you know, I, I kind of fought that for, <laughs> you know, a week or so. It's like, I, I'm sure there's already a couple hundred people. If it's out there, there's already a couple hundred people looking at this. What can I possibly, you know, add to it? But finally convinced me uh, one fateful day to go ahead and, uh, and, and take a look. And uh, when I saw what was there, it was like at that point, uh, I couldn't not uh, see this through. Because when I saw with my own eyes, you know, not statistical anomalies, you know, not, not things that you point out and say, well, that's definitely not right. Well, why? Well, because it just... <laughs> It can't be. Well, when you actually see evidence, uh, that kind of changed it for me uh, completely, especially since, you know, all these other couple hundred people that I assumed were out there looking at, uh, at that evidently weren't. Uh, so I just found what I found and uh, uh, basically just kept screaming louder and louder and louder about it to, to a lot more uh, people uh, increasingly. So I you were you that. were digging into data long before uh, uh, 
Miss's information was known to be cloned, right? Where'd you, what'd you originally start looking at first? Where did you first dive in to kind of wet your whistle and, and understand what was going on out there? You mean in August or right after the election? I think right after the election, because I remember even before that August time, you were already out there doing stuff. Why don't you take us through that timeline? You were putting some stuff together and getting into it. What what were you uh, starting out with initially? I was starting out with, uh, as I, I say many other people were, uh, I was doing comparative analysis with, with prior elections, because frankly, that's, that's uh, uh, one of the few things we have to uh, uh, to really... You know, try to put together. You know, is it is this normal? What happened, right. or is it not? Uh, and uh, uh, newsflash, it, it it's not. Uh, and uh, so that was most of what I was doing was using the publicly available information, comparing to 2016, 2012, 2008, um, and you know, producing. Uh, you know, I think some some fairly good, but compared to recently. Uh, not nearly as uh, uh, exciting, but it was it was definitely doing the work, you know, trying to get the word out, um, um, and that was that was kind of you know what what my position was before, you know, in this and what I was doing just on my own was trying to get the word out, trying to get people to look at the look at the data, look at the information, and make their own you know decisions, you know, which which meant also I'm you know. Being a technical person yourself, you understand that that uh, one of the toughest jobs is translating technical to you know normal person. Right. Uh, I always joke. I always joke. I said I wanted to tell this joke when I went in and testified in Georgia, and so I I asked. I made the mistake if I asked the attorneys for approval. And the way I was going to tell the joke was, look. I know I can explain this and make it simple because I can explain it to my family. So what do you get when uh, you have 32 of my family in one room? And I told them, you get a full set of teeth. And I said, so if I can explain it to my family, I can explain it. I can, I can explain it to anybody. And then so I told them that when they kind of chuckled that I said, but I have a second level to that joke. I want to say it. And they go, what's that? And I said, well, and if I can explain it to my family, but I got to dumb it down like, you know, totally in half for my one tooth wonders in my family, I can do that. And I call that my senatorial level. Of course, they nixed me telling that joke. <laughs> I, I can imagine. Yes, I can imagine. Uh, and so but, you started, when did you start? You So in April, uh, excuse me, August of 21, we get to the mess stuff. But before that, when did you, I mean, was this like the day after your election, weeks after your election? When did you start pulling this data down, uh, looking at it? And yes, history is all we have. We have to look at the past history to try to form some baseline that we can figure this out. How quick was mm -hmm. it after this election happened? You started sucking this information down and crunching it. I'd say it was a it was a couple weeks because uh, my feelings after it was because everyone's still counting all over the country long after you know days and days after the election and I couldn't help but think you know they're they're gonna they're gonna figure this out you know it's it's, it's all gonna be okay this 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 can't happen here you know it just give it some time it'll work out and uh, uh, so it was probably a couple weeks uh, afterwards. Uh, that that and that's also when you know really after certification is when the real data started to be uh, available. That was uh, so probably right after right after certification 
um, of all these different states is whenever they, I started going out, making my spreadsheets, and doing my comparisons, <laughs> that sort of and thing. So I know you you bill yourself as Lone Raccoon. Is there family and friends around you? And when you told them, look, I'm really going to dive into this, did you meet both sides of the <laughs> equation? People that told you you're conspiracy theorists like most, people that says don't get involved, people that were hooray. What would you go through personally? Well, fortunately, the, the, the people I live with, uh, uh, my wife, who uh, goes by Mama Raccoon <laughs> most of the time. Mama uh, Raccoon, I and, love that. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I have a, a, a son who uh, uh, lives near here. Uh, they Fortunately, they uh, saw it too and uh, were just as angry as I was by what was going on. And, and they've been the best cheerleaders uh, that you could possibly imagine. What about co-workers? Um, what about other people? There had to be liberals in your lives that now have realized, okay, you've come out from the shadows in a big way, being a conservative. What'd you find there? Well, I mean, <laughs> I lost a couple of uh, consulting clients that I had over this. Um, but I'm fortunate that it probably was uh, quite more, more than half of, of the people that I work with just tended to be uh, like-minded. Uh, and that uh, was just, you know, I'll, I'll take that as a, uh, uh, just a fortunate thing. Uh, yeah. You know, right. other, other people, other people in my family, uh, they think I'm wasting my time and uh, all this kind of stuff, but they're not the ones that live around me. So <laughs> 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 don't have to deal with that all that often. Yeah, so they're not coming over for dinner. People in chat love that. Mama Raccoon. Mama Raccoon and uh, Lone Raccoon. I love that. And so yeah. uh, do we have a baby raccoon? Is that what you, is the son baby raccoon, boy raccoon? I mean, what is it? I, I think at his age he'd be a little uh, upset with that now. Um, but, uh... <laughs> so wait, let's go back in time. Are you a, an only child, middle child, first child? Tell us about your family mix growing up. I was fourth of four uh, in okay. my family. Uh, Ten years behind my uh, my oldest brother. Uh, as I said, you know, my father was uh, you know was a paratrooper in uh, World War II. Uh, my awesome. brother kind of followed in the footsteps a little bit and uh, went Air Force, um, retired a lieutenant colonel. Uh, so uh, military is kind of uh, um, something that's a lot runs a lot in my in my family. Um, being born as I was kind of, you know, if there had been an active conflict when I was the right age, I probably would have jumped into that as well. But uh, um, I was I was born in that that sweet spot between uh, or before Vietnam <laughs> or sorry, after. Well, you know, after Vietnam, so, as right. far as when I was old enough to, to be able to serve. Um, so. Uh, but, yeah, uh, I was the fourth of four and. Uh, but way behind the the caboose is sometimes they call uh, that in the in the family. Uh, That's okay. So I see. Uh, I think I'm looking over your shoulder. A terrible towel. Is that a Steelers reference? Are you still a Pennsylvania fan, Steelers? I'm very much a Pittsburgh guy who just happens to live in Florida. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I grew up I'm, with the Dallas Cowboys, but I always loved the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't know what it was about yeah. uh, me as younger. I thought that. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers were it. It was good. Okay, so yeah. now we go through it. Who, before we get to Mesa, how did you start getting your word out? Um, 
did you just start hammering it on your own? Did somebody drag you into this? Did you connect with somebody? Give us your evolution to how you've gotten on the forefront here. Yeah, it's kind of a funny thing because there was there were so many steps involved that I don't even remember all of them anymore. <laughs> However, um, you know, I went out to Telegram and Twitter, and, and um, I, I had already had a, a lot of Facebook friends, and basically went looking for uh, people who had, you know, there were there were some you know groups formed by people who came back from the symposium in August and, and different groups. And basically trying to find, you know, I, I, I also wanted to be careful about this because I found out very often that, you know, well, some of these groups are not exactly what they purport to be. Uh, and, yeah. And uh, so, so, yeah, so I would, uh, I would sort of find someone, you know, look at the posts they made, like, okay, maybe this guy can, uh, you know, because I was really looking for two things, Giovanna. I was looking for... Uh, a way to get this where it could be, you know, used obviously to help uh, uh, to help fight the election fraud. But I was also looking for people who could validate my my work because to that point I had been not able to find anybody who had looked at even looked at it. And uh, contrary to popular belief, I'm not entirely perfect. So I did want someone else to uh, to kind of look at uh, at the stuff. So uh, you know, I would I would sort of. Uh, climb up on the shoulders of one of these groups, look around, <laughs> see if there's anybody that could help, uh, you know, and one of them would say, you got to talk to this guy, and oh, yeah, why don't you talk to that guy, and there's probably 20 levels along there, and then eventually, what, uh, I actually made a video that showed my uh, kind of a half serious, half lighthearted uh, look at what I found uh, that happened, and uh uh, somebody that knew somebody in uh, one of the legal teams that was uh, trying to help Tina uh, Peters saw it, got it to them, and uh, that accelerated things you know quite a bit. You know, so awesome. you know, the, awesome. the report, you know, it was basically all the information was there already. I'd already felt all the information. It just, you know, here, <laughs> here you go. So, folks, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a quick break, share this, get other people involved. We're going to dive into uh, the Lone Grant Coon's work with Tina Peters and others, uh, get his opinion on can this be fixed and what needs to happen. So hang tight, folks. We'll be right back right after this. See, I told you learning how to tell the world to cut the crap would make you feel great. There's more to come. Jovan will be right back. morning after the 3 November 2020 presidential election, Americans woke up to the stark reality that our great nation was under a new type of attack. This attack didn't come with mortars or bullets, but was an assault on our sacred election process. Since then, Americans everywhere have had to ask themselves if they really believe that our election was true and fair. We are in a time of large-scale government corruption, and many have lost faith in our institutions. That's why we formed the America Project for you and for the nation. The America Project was formed by a group of fellow patriots who are building the most pro-freedom and pro-America network ever known. The America Project will connect you with organizations, churches, small businesses, individuals to help you win for America. The America Project is about actions and results. Join our team today. God bless you and God bless America. 
I guarantee you, you will absolutely be the smartest patriot in the room. It's absolutely a government triangulation. They are literally putting Mike Lindell in the crosshairs to be the one to take the fall for this information. If you don't know this information, how can you change what's going on? going to do. They're going to do everything they can to ban just 100% about making sure you don't get the truthful information. If you don't know this information, how can you change what's going on? Folks, I have one job, and my job is for you, and that is to make you the smartest patriot in the room. There were 242 operatives just in Georgia alone. And what they did is they loaded every one of these drop boxes. Here's where they got the ballot. Lost family. You've lost friends over all of this because they said you're a conspiracy theorist. Now you have the facts and the information to educate them and to open their eyes to what's really happening. Back. Now let's continue to fight back and take back our country by learning how to tell the politically correct to cut the crap. Welcome back, folks. As I've always said, this crap, why it's called cut the crap, is the crap in our society is culture, race, and American politics. That's where everything kind of goes wrong with our liberties and freedom, where we're trying to manage it for culture or for race or and anything American politicians get involved with. What I'm trying to do when I bring guests on is to literally give you a way to get to know the people that are out on the front lines fighting this for every one of us. And many times when you think about interviews, you only get a few minutes. You don't really get to know a lot about who the person is, right? And I want to make sure I do that. And, of course, uh, my guest today is Jeffrey O'Donnell, the the lone raccoon. So, oh, there you go. (laughs) Show that again. People were swapping their teams if you saw the chat going on. I I saw that. My my Sidney Crosby bobblehead, which is one of my prized uh, prized possessions. I like that. I, I, it's, it's fantastic. I appreciate that. Somebody's saying that you uh, have a sense of humor too. Which is oh, well, I don't know about that. But, uh, you know, I'm, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just, I'm just trying to figure out how that girl drew backwards on the glass in one of those videos that played earlier. Oh, did you like that? <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to, I, I'm, I don't, I don't understand. Anyway, uh, but she did it perfectly. She did it perfectly. I know it was, it was almost too perfectly. I, I'm amazed. Very true. Yeah, so let's talk me. about. Uh, Latina Peters, and uh, did you get a, a phone call, right? Uh, and, and a cookie, a cookie. 
keeps on saying this, that Jeff is the real deal. You must know who this is. Jeff is the real deal. He's the best. He always gets back to me with all of my annoying questions. Well, you know, I'd be remiss without, you know, uh, I, I have a Telegram channel and I've got some followers on there and they are the absolute raccoon army is the best army. They have, uh, they have, I don't know, getting ahead of the story a little bit maybe, but I mean, they have pitched in to help uh, make public data requests all over this country that have advanced, uh, you know, my, my and, and, and others' uh, research. I can't even say What's the much. channel? I'm going to type it in and put it on the screen. So what's the Telegram channel? Uh, uh, a, a Lone Raccoon. The letter A, Lone Raccoon. I mean, these aren't people who just sit back and, uh, you know, wait for me to say stuff. These are people who, they're active. They they are, you know, again, I can't I can't thank them enough. For, Do I have for, that right on the screen? Uh, looks right to me. All right, all right, folks. All right. So, uh, you know, one of the telegrams, you know, pretty darn easy for sharing information rather quick. Uh, I would uh, strongly recommend uh, Telegram for that. And um, it's just easy. It's just a very good, easy way to share information quickly. Especially if you're like me, Jeff, just working at the desk all the time, just boom, 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 keep on sharing in, uh, in Telegram. Who do you want to give a shout out in your eight lone raccoon group? Any of your people? That I know every one of them, but... You can't shout. Yeah, I, I, you know what, you know, their their feelings would be hurt if I played favorites with any particular one of them. I love them all. So, very good, um, very good. I, I appreciate that. that. So let's talk about uh, Tina Peters. How did that come about, and um, how'd you get involved in that particular one? Because I know you have made priceless hay with that. Let's go from there. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, as I said, after I put the, the video out and it kind of got a little bit of, uh, you know, people passed around. Uh, and then I got contacted by representatives from her legal team and um, I was able to explain to them what I found, hopefully, and, you know, obviously in, in some degree of English. And they, um, they actually, I think they took care of, you know, they, they went out to some other people then and, and said, you know, this guy found this. Can you find the same stuff? And they did. They validated all the work. Uh, and then uh, as lawyers do, they, they, you know, took some of the rough edges out of my, my report, you know, as far as making it a little more, a uh, little more understandable. Uh, so, you know, that, that's really it. I mean, aside from, aside from fixing, <laughs> fixing the election and all the other evils that have, uh, befallen us since that election um what what has happened to uh to tina peters out there is is it's a prime motivate motivator for me it's one of the reasons you know i i, I push pause on my life uh in august and uh I, as long as i'm i'm able i'm not gonna <laughs> i'm not gonna stop that until justice is uh is served uh here Absolutely. You want to recap? Let's re recap maybe some of your findings that you can share that oh, are within sure. the purview of public information. Let's just kind of start there and, and share with people mm -hmm. what you were uh, able to, to find. Well, the uh, the Mesa County image that we have because, you know, kind of backtrack. Um, and so just for people tuning in, non-geek speak, meaning the, uh, the drives, the 
ookie ookie data, all the numbers and stuff that are on the machines, that's the image. Okay, sorry, go. All the files and everything that was there. Um, uh, her office got visited by the Secretary of State and Dominion in uh, May, and they wanted to install a, a brand new version of the Dominion software on it. And Tina had the wherewithal to say, wait a minute, is this going to update my software or is it going to like delete everything that I have? Right. And they finally said, well, yes, it's going to delete everything I had. She said they had given this a name. What were they trying to hide? A trusted build. A trusted build. Right. Always, always people. It's the opposite of exactly what they're doing. Trusted build. I knew it was something. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. George Orwell wished he to come up with that term. Okay. The trusted bill. Um, so she refused to let them had uh, had this image, which is basically a snapshot of the drive on the machine. So you have all the files and everything like that. Uh, then they did their thing. And then she took another one, which is also very impressive because when you combine the two, this isn't like when you upgrade uh, your, your uh, Firefox uh, browser or something like that. Um, this actually did replace every piece of data that was on that drive. Meaning, if she hadn't backed it up and, and anybody, any other county <laughs> that has also had this done that did not have somebody as uh, uh, smart as Tina Peters to ask that question, uh, their data is gone from prior to when they uh, installed that trusted build, which of course, is a violation of the federal retention uh, requirements of election, everything to do with election. And also, you know, states have their own. It, it, in Colorado, has one also. So that was actually a violation of state how, and federal law. Right. How would they ever, I mean, I know we're dealing with nefarious actors, but to think they could actually just get away with this, and there's a trusted bill, and you even hear some of these states, well, we do it all the time. we got to make sure it works. they got to come in and check it. This is evil i mean that's the only way to describe it this is the oh, yeah. scrubbing of the facts now after they do a trust build there's no way to get it back is there it's gone gone if, if nobody if nobody actually took the steps to do a backup and uh that is something else that unfortunately isn't done as like it should be uh then it's it's gone uh and they're not the only vendor that has been doing that so you know I'm not just picking on Dominion here, although it's very easy. Uh, they're an easy target. <laughs> to I mean, be sure. all, all the voting companies, I mean, it's it's kind of yeah. incestuous to begin with. They swap executives. They've swapped machines and oh. names and ownership. It's all the same group Employees of people. Employees jump and back decades. and forth. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. So what was on this image before they wiped it out that they had was the, the databases from uh, the November and uh, April elections. That they have over 2020 and April 2021. And digging into the data, you know, the, the first thing, I mean, I'm used to working on kind of find a lot of financial applications. So the first thing you do when you're trying to see something like that is like, okay, I've got numbers over here and I got numbers over here. Let's see if they match. Right. They should. Uh, and they didn't. Uh, and so dug further and further and found out that uh, in the middle of them counting the votes in October, when they were counting the mail in votes, uh, something happened. The clerks did not. Uh, this was not something they pushed a wrong button or told it to do. It did a procedure that actually copied databases, created new ones, copied some 
ballot data from some ballots over, left the data for other ballots there. And uh, the, the point is, it, it it didn't just at that point break uh, the chain of custody, it shattered the chain of custody for 20, 25,000 ballots, which is, over, which is over a fourth of the total ballots in that county. You cannot say for sure what what the actual votes on those ballots were. And uh, it, it, it was it was very shocking because it's you know this isn't a guess this actually happened this happened by some piece of rogue software uh, not sure how it was triggered it might have been triggered by an algorithm that just if it got to a point where uh, things weren't looking as good for Biden as they you know should have in that county and it did an operation so that it could uh, kind of uh, some people didn't vote the right way so we'll you know we'll vote the right way for them you know as a service. Uh, you know, you know, it's a slight possibility. It was a trigger from, from you know, there's, there's a number of ways this could have happened. The server itself was not secured. Uh, it all, all that it needed, this air gap system that we hear about, meaning air gap, meaning can't get out to the internet. Um, all it needed was to be hooked into a cable or have one of the wireless devices that is in the system enabled and boom it's out to the internet that, that is the, 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 the sum total of their security as far as that is just hoping no one will plug a cable into the machine right right yeah. because so, they're, they're rigged, rigged all the way from the testing and yep. stuff so folks do me a favor share this real quick when we come back we're going to get into more uh, hard numbers of what jeff was able to uncover and uh, you're going to want your family and friends, especially the ones that said you were a conspiracy theorists, you're going to want them to uh, tune in and uh, understand what's going on with all this. So hang tight. We'll be right back right after this. Are you following Jovan on all social media? You think this program is good at empowering you? You should get your PhD in cutting the crap by following Jovan Daly on all social media. Just find him by typing hashtag Jovan Hutton Pulitzer. Hang tight, Jovan will be right back. They use their media to assassinate real news. They use their schools to teach children that their president is another Hitler. They use their movie stars and singers and comedy shows and award shows to repeat their narrative over and over again. And then they use their ex-president to endorse the resistance, all to make them march, make them protest, make them scream racism and sexism and xenophobia and homophobia, to smash windows, burn cars, shut down interstates and airports, bully and terrorize the law-abiding, until the only option left is for the police to do their jobs and stop the madness. And when that happens, they'll use it as an excuse for their outrage. The only way we stop this, the only way we save our country and our freedom is to fight this violence of lies with the clenched fist of truth. I'm the National Rifle Association of America, and I'm freedom's safest place. No, you didn't vote. You thought you voted. All you did was mark a piece of paper with what you wanted to vote, but your vote didn't count then. If you don't know this information, 
how can you change what's going on? Joe Von Hutton Pulitzer is unnerving the left daily as he tells you exactly what you need to hear. You've lost family. You've lost friends over all of this because they said you're a conspiracy theorist. Just go to jovanhuttonpulitzer.locals.com right now to hear the truth. If you were asked by someone to explain how did the computers rig votes, how did the numbers change, most people would never be able to much less explain it or even understand it. Your eyes just glaze over. If you consider yourself to be a true patriot, it would be a crime not to visit jovanhuttonpulitzer.locals.com today. I guarantee you, you will absolutely be the smartest patriot in the room. Did you know that Jovan is the only private citizen which has a full webpage dedicated to him on the Secretary of Georgia's government website? Why? Because politicians are deathly afraid of Jovan, his reach, his fans, and his calling them out publicly and telling them to cut the crap. They know Jovan empowers the people, and corrupt politicians do not want the people knowing the truth. Now, let's get back to it. So, folks, yeah, you're getting a good sense uh, from people really in the mix, as I've always said. This is more nefarious than you could ever imagine. This is totally out of control. I want to make sure that you're getting the download reports we're putting them out. They're staged out to kind of help you understand. you got to understand the baseline. That's what Jeff was talking about, being able to look backwards in time. You got to establish a base time so or baseline so you know what you're dealing with. It's incredibly important. And they did all kinds of nefarious things uh, in all of these swing states. And of course, my uh, guest this evening is uh, Jeff O'Donnell, who is the lone raccoon. So, Jeff, let's go from there. Just a quick question people are asking. Do you believe this was done in just the swing states or more than swing states? What's your gut tell you? My gut tells me this was done everywhere. Uh, it, let's put it this way. Uh, first of all, I like the term conspiracy factist. That's what I'm going to start using. To make the conspiracy, but, there you go. Uh, the, the, reason, uh, the reason I think so uh, is that I've referred to uh, what we found in that Mesa image as the Rosetta Stone because what they did that I described, the fact that they actually manipulated data and created new databases and moved data and, and reprocessed ballots, uh, that created a certain, you know, it created a fingerprint in the data. In other words, if you look at the, when you look at the, uh, how, how the actual votes were counted after all this was done, it, it created a particular uh, uh, unnatural uh, curve, for lack of better terms. It's, you know, try to you know make it understandable, but it's something you can point to and say that's not right. And it it actually came from the fact the way they did the processing there. Uh, well, we've been able to compare then that to other systems all across data from other systems all across the country, and guess what? We see the same fingerprint showing up everywhere. Uh, my my gut tells me that this they didn't just want to uh, defeat Trump by a couple of electoral votes, take the win. Probably nobody cares after you know four four weeks or so, like normal. Right. They wanted. They went for the. Uh, they went for the embarrassment. 
they wanted to beat him so badly that it would embarrass him and he wouldn't ever come back on the public stage again. They wanted their 80 million votes to show. So they essentially, I call it, you know, it's point shaving in sports. You know, someplace like Mesa County, people were not familiar with it. It's a very, very red county. Uh, I went about 65-28 for uh, Donald Trump in 2016. Uh, so there was no way that they could have Biden win uh, Mesa County. It would have put up more red flags in a May Day parade. So, uh, but what they can do is you take the whole state of Colorado, you shave uh, a few thousand votes this county, a few more thousand votes in this county, a few more thousand in that county. Next thing you know, you got a blue Colorado. Right. So Many of these I states, I believe, aren't aren't blue, and no. they're truly red, and they've been manipulating this for a while. And it's it's how they're yeah. slowly trying to take over the United States, and now ardently working on red states to turn them blue. Do you agree? I, I utterly agree, and I think it's you know, it's funny. You always hear about Texas turning purple. Oh, Texas is turning purple. You know, I've had a great deal of time over the last few months to talk to people on the ground in Texas, and they have no idea what they're talking about when they say Texas is turning purple. The only time that it looks like Texas is turning purple is when they show uh, these made-up uh, polls and, uh, you know, uh, that sort of thing. You know, people who are there are like, no, no. <laughs> Even the big cities, you know, they're not. Uh, and and in, the, in Florida and Texas, uh, one of the things that really came out and gave them a nasty surprise and shock in 2020, almost blew their plan, I believe, is the fact that uh, Hispanics, who were counted on to follow lockstep into the, uh, you know, into the Biden camp, they didn't in very large numbers. And uh, I mean, in Florida, I mean, Cubans can see socialism coming like a, you know, hundred, you know, mile away. <laughs> okay. That's right. Uh, and and they they saw what was going on. So yeah, I, I don't think as nearly uh, these states that they're saying are, are are you know are turning blue or purple. I don't I don't buy it because the the numbers just don't fit that when you actually yeah. get down to. Them. Do you dif differentiate between change votes and padded votes? And if we just use that as a simple definition, change votes of how many. Uh, ballots they changed in system or padded votes, how many BS they added in system. What do you think went on nationwide? What would be your numbers? Both, because in Mesa, uh, I have evidence that both happened. There was a uh, padding of votes at the beginning. Uh, I'm, I'm personally, I'm, I'm convinced. I mean, the data I've seen uh, is, is compelling. And then the, the procedure that I told you about that happened, you know, once they had about 25,000 votes in, gave them the opportunity to actually flip votes if they needed to. Right. So it's they almost were seeing like it, had they a, had a baseline on know, it and had, had a, ability a plan to A and a plan B. You know, if the plan A was the, uh, you know, the, the preloading of votes uh, to, to get them where they thought they wanted to go. And this seems like a pretty good plan B. If you're not getting there, well, we're going to have to change some votes. So if you had to guess uh, on a nationwide analysis, how many votes were just total bullshit votes and how many votes do you think they changed uh, where they actually stole somebody's vote from them? What do you think went on nationwide? Any, any guess on your numbers on that? Um, I don't know. I, I don't, the only, the only guess I have is from a few little samples and one of them being Mesa and some other places. 
I honestly think it's pretty, if you're talking about just totally made up phantom votes, okay, on the one hand, and then the necessity to take somebody's vote and either change it or in some cases throw it away. Right. You know, it wouldn't surprise me if it was about equal. It wouldn't surprise me about equal. It would not surprise me if, uh, if, if I found out uh, without a doubt that, that, that 20 million votes in this election weren't real. It would, I would, you know, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, I, I kind of go along. I with think that. that would be in my book. That would be an easy number. Okay. I, I, yeah, I, I could probably go <laughs> bigger than that. <laughs> and that's being very conservative. Yeah. Okay, brother. Yeah. So, who's responsible for this? Who, who's the head of the snake in your book? I, I wish I could answer that completely because. Ultimately, that's where we have to lead. That we have to get there. We have to figure it out. I mean, I've got probably myself, I think five or six prime suspects. Uh, you know, but and I'm not even. I don't even necessarily show that there's a head because it's possible that these five or six prime suspects got together and they, you know, each of them controlled a different segment. It's like you know, you're handling making sure we have. Uh, you know, 50 million extra mail-in right. <laughs> uh, ballots across. Uh, you were responsible to make sure that we have this code running in the, uh, you know, rogue code for the the, uh, the, the election systems. Um, I mean, you can't go far without the words Zuckerberg and Soros and, you know, they, they uh, monetarily, there's no doubt that they... Uh, they they paid for a lot of what turned out to be be very bad things in this election. Uh, the uh, what was it's kind of funny. I realized uh, one of the things that I was doing before is I wrote a system that does some kind of novel stock market analysis based upon patterns of insider trading, not the illegal insider trading. Insider trading means somebody inside the company you know decided to buy and sell for. You know, and uh, I had noticed, and this was back in 2017, 2018, uh, that uh, Mark Zuckerberg was just using Facebook as a personal ATM and moving millions and millions and millions of dollars to the Chan Zuckerberg initiative. And, you know, I kind of noted that and it's like, well, you know, that's not good. And now it's really kind of funny. We get here and we realize that it was the Chan Zuckerberg initiative that was funding the... Uh, agencies like uh, CTCL and, right. and the other ones uh, that were actually uh, very much involved in, uh, in, in, in this terrible, <laughs> terrible situation. Two things uh, I think I want to see if I want to see if you agree on them. Number one, uh, this was a dual party hit. It took both the Democrats and the Republicans to pull it off. They, they operated together simply because they couldn't have somebody come in breaking their gravy train system where they steal money from us left and right. Yep. And the perpetrator in my book was not foreign entities, but in fact, people inside our own government. Where do you come down on that? I completely agree. Uh, I've, I've heard all the other theories and, and, and I don't, I don't, uh, you know, hate anybody <laughs> that have, you know, those theories because, were there probably some foreign actors involved in the whole plot? I'm pretty sure there most likely were. 
Uh, I think this this came down to who hated the direction that Donald Trump was was pushing America into, and obviously that uh, that, that feeling would be shared by a number of people outside of this country. So, but uh, as far as uh, you know, if if you could you know, point to who was involved in the planning and the day to day operation, I would be stunned if it wasn't people in our uh, in our own uh, in our own government. I agree. Final three questions. Number one. Do you truly believe that any body of consequence will serve any type of jail time, prison time for what has gone on in 2020? I have to believe that. Uh, I understand that, that based on what's happened to this point, a lot of people roll their eyes uh, at that sort of thing. But based on the severity of the crime and my own, I mean, I didn't get in this to lose. And I don't think you did either. Amen. Amen. Uh, so we are going to win this thing. We're going to expose the whole snake, not just the head. We're going to expose the whole snake. And the severity of, I mean, the crime here, uh, someone's going, multiple someone's are going to have to pay for this. And it's a very important reason why, so that, uh, people are going to think twice about trying something like this again. That's the only way is for them to see terrible consequences uh, heaped upon the people who did this in 2020. Absolutely. Now, next, do you believe we're finally getting to the point of both evidence and lawmakers that are showing some cojones like uh, Tim Ranthone in Wisconsin and stuff that's going on that maybe we'll see more lawmakers embracing this and understanding they've now got to come clean and get this done, uh, and we won't see some of the shunning and ignoring we had. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I think that, you know, I don't think the understanding is necessarily the problem because I think that uh, a whole bunch of lawmakers know exactly what happened. But the good word you used was shunning. Uh, and that's a, that's, that's a powerful thing, uh, especially in the, uh, hierarchy of government and, and things like that. Nobody wants to be the first one to jump into this pool. Uh, however, once we get a couple people into the pool and they say, you know what, the water's actually not so bad here. Uh, when I mean, I think you, let me ask you a question, Jovan. Uh, coming up in the midterms and then looking further to 2024, uh, how big of an of, of a vote issue, of a voter issue, is election integrity going to be? And is it? Well, I think it's going to be paramount. But the problem is everybody's parroting, parroting it, right? Everybody's doing full forensic audits, and we do this, and we do this. And officials that have never talked to anybody to get the real facts are now standing on an election integrity platform. And they've never talked to anybody that's done it. So I know it's the catchphrase, and I know many are trying to get uh, elected in it. And I know a lot of former politicians are trying to come back in. I'll be the candidate for election integrity. And I think about 95% of it's horseshit. Probably. But again, it's that thing that once, and I believe it's going to happen, I think it's going to happen soon. Once we get uh, a couple people into that pool that I talked about, then suddenly all these candidates that are talking or, or people that have actually in office that have been you know talking this big election integrity are going to have 
a lot of uh, torches and pitchforks saying, okay, you next, come on. That's right. You said you were going to do this. They did it. Now deliver. Well, Yunkins, I think, is the first one of it. You know, he promised a full forensic audit uh, if he got uh, voted in in Virginia and has never mentioned it again. Yeah. Uh, you know, feet need to be held to fire. And uh, I mean, in every state and every every place, you know, how, how that pressure can be applied will differ. But it it needs to be it needs to be applied. These these people need to not be allowed to get comfortable in their apathy for this. Absolutely. You know? And if you had to list out three, four, five things of what we need to make sure we now have in every election from what you've learned, what would it be? <laughs> oh, Lord, get, you know, get rid of mail-in ballots, except for the uh, people who are legitimately out of town and have you know, proof or you know, military, all that kind of stuff. And of course, with that go the, the drop boxes. Uh, you know, it's time to to, to finally uh, finish this conversation about national voter ID laws. Uh, it is time to take you away racist, you racist uh, you know, white yeah, pig. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> because obviously, minorities uh, aren't near aren't smart enough to be able to get a free ID. Yeah. Um, so, and and also very importantly, we need to take back control of our votes from the machines, and we need to take back control of our roles from the third party, unelected, unaccountable left wing organizations that right now control voter rolls in more than half the country. Absolutely. Amen. And your final comments for everybody as we wrap this evening, what what message do you want to tell people to remember or to engage with? What's your parting salvo? We, uh, our, our path is clear. We've got the momentum right now, and we can't let that up. Uh, Counties are now having serious discussions, and some are about banning machines and, and, and things like that. Just get involved however you can. Whatever, uh, whatever skills God has given you, now is the time to use them. And if you think, you might think, you know, I, I'm not particularly skilled, I can't do anything, I'll guarantee you there is some, some uh, uh, there's a gap that, waiting for you to fill it. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. So, uh, Jeffrey, what I say personally is I admire your work. Uh, I've only heard incredible things. Of course, you hear all kinds of ghost, horrible stories about me. I've never heard one about you. I appreciate your hard work and your dedication. I know what it takes to literally commit your life to this stuff. And I just want to say I truly, truly respect that and respect what you do. Uh, I look forward to more information coming out. And uh, I just want to encourage the people, folks, you know, there's a difference between following people that talk about election integrity and people that know what it really means and excavate and do the work and can point to what has to happen. And I do believe, Jeff, the Lone Raccoon is one of those, uh, maybe only a handful of people in the United States that can really point to this stuff uh, hands-on, right? A lot of people helping, but really getting into the trenches. So I would encourage you to follow him on Telegram um, at, you see it, a lone raccoon or a raccoon that's alone, a lone raccoon is uh, uh, follow him, uh, get facts, get information. Because I said, look, I said, 
How can you even fight this information if you know nothing about it? You can't fight it. You can't defend it. You have to feed your brain on this, and that's how we're going to win this war. So, uh, Jeff, I want to just say thank you very much for what you're doing. appreciate you joining me this evening. I appreciate the kind words. Thank you for what you're doing, too, Jeff. Beautiful. Thank you, sir. Good night. So, folks, uh, that's you know, one of the people fighting this fight, and this is what makes a difference, and this is how we have to do it, folks. This is just it. We have to stand up. We have to shout out. We, we're not going to go throw Molotov cocktails and get guns and get in the street. This is a information and knowledge war, and you have to stay on top of this, but you have to follow the people that are really doing it and have the information, not just people that talk about or regurgitate it. This is a war. It is a digital war. It is World War III. We're in it. It is an unholy war. It's good versus evil, left versus right. It's everything to destroy our wonderful United States of America. You've got to get involved. I appreciate every one of you. I'm going to go ahead and play the out of the show, and we will play Warrior for you. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. Most people are afraid to stand up and speak out, but not you. You've been learning how to tell the system to cut the crap. What can I do to help save the America I love? And the answer is, learn how to fight back and tell the system to cut the crap. Cut the crap's not just a radio program, it's a movement. The right kind of movement, which breaks free the conservative constipation and reminds you that you are the majority, and we're just not going to take it anymore. Make sure you're following Joe Von Hunt and Pulitzer on all social media. See you next week, and between now and then, take a stand and tell them all to cut the crap. Hey there, think of all those people who mocked you for being a conspiracy theorist. Are you ready to become the smartest patriot in the room? Well, now's your chance to join me on Local. It's exclusive. It's a free trial membership where you can use to determine if my work, my insight, my content, and what I do to educate you to fight this fight for our country is worth it. And this is a whopping $4.16 decision, since that's what the membership is with an annual subscription. Now, you have to decide if $4.16 a month is worth becoming the smartest patriot in the room. So are you willing to spend $4.16 to gain the knowledge and insight it takes to make sure your country and our way of life survives? Is $4.16 even worth being able to prove to your family, friends, and coworkers that you're not some whacked conspiracy theorist? Is $4.16 worth spending on your education to fight this fight, but to also know you can do it where you can share the truth and talk about the truth, so help us God, and not get banned? If you are ready to become a fact-slinging, ass-kicking warrior of truth who fights for the survival of this country, then I invite you to take me up on this offer and determine if our country, our future, and my information is worth $4.16. Now, of course, you